Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm Goshen News Sports Editor Greg Kahn, and with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. And Austin, we're still keeping social distance. We're still practicing that. We're doing this, the podcast remotely again. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I am in my luxurious Goshen apartment, <laughs> recording this at my kitchen table. So. At your kitchen table. Yes. Because... There's not a whole lot in the sports world going on right now. No. And I have a feeling that's going to continue for a while because I just noticed today on the AP web that Wimbledon has been postponed now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not, 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 not postponed. Canceled. Canceled. They're not doing Oh, is it canceled? They're Straight up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they canceled the Cubs-Cardinals-London series that they were supposed to play in June as well. Yeah, I so. saw that too. So no, no, no sporting events in London in June, apparently. So beginning to think the, uh, the key word for sports this year is going to be canceled. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Was, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, because at this point in time, uh, I'm not giving very good odds on we're going to have a spring high school sports season of any kind. No, no, it's probably not going to happen, but you know, you got to remain optimistic of course. And hopefully that, uh, you know, something eventually comes. Maybe we'll see. I mean, obviously it depends, but as you see these case numbers get higher in Indiana and Elkhart County specifically, you just got to think maybe it's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's, yeah. You know, it, it's an unfortunate situation, but, you know, with caution, mm-hmm. you know, this right. is definitely a time – it's putting sports into perspective. Yeah. As, yeah, as much I, as I, I love sports, is that they're important to me. There are other things in life that are more important. Yeah. Right. And like this, this is driving that nail home. Mm-hmm. Like life, you know, family. Right. So and I know we, we kind of got to, uh, you know, experience it somewhat firsthand when the news broke last night about Tom Skimmerhorn over at West Noble, you know, yes. uh, being on a ventilator in Fort Wayne. Now, we don't know if he, you know, he tested for coronavirus. He hasn't, results have not come back. So we don't know if he actually has it or not. But, you know, he's been sick the last week or so. And, you know, when you hear that news about him going on a ventilator at the hospital in Fort Wayne, it just makes you sick. You know, it's just like you think yeah. of all the thoughts. And uh, luckily, I saw on social media this morning, uh, this Tuesday, Wednesday morning. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Wednesday morning that he it appears he's doing a little bit better um so hopefully he makes a recovery here hopefully they caught the disease sickness whatever he has early and he can make a full recovery from this and they can treat him for it but uh yeah seeing that news on my twitter feed come out yesterday was really sad and you know you know you know in my in my year and a half out here tom has been one of the best to work with you know great guy always there for you um you know, super helpful. I mean, you've worked with him obviously for 20 plus years now. Yeah. He's one of the best. So. Yeah. And that, you know, that just drives this thing home to you more importantly when he, when it hits somebody that you know and have a personal relationship. I mean, it's one thing to watch the evening news and hear him talk about all these people around the country that have the disease. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't hit you as hard as it does when it's like I said, when it's somebody that you actually know. Yeah, yeah. And, it it hit me hard. And we don't even know he's got it yet. 
but right, right. We don't know. Obviously, we're we're a lot of uh, assumptions on our part, which isn't great to do. But you right. know, uh, just in general, though, when you know someone who's that sick, you know, you know someone like that, and they get that sick, it's tough, you know. And you know, it kind of hit me a little bit last night. Like that's when it really sunk sunk in. You know, like once yeah. kind of the news settled in, like the dust settled. You know, it was like, yeah, just tough, just tough. So, yeah. So we've got that. That story going on. We do have some other local sports going on. Or information right now. I talked to uh, Andy Williams, a former Northridge runner, last this morning, and for the Olympic marathon trial. And he got to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and run down there in the trials. Mm-hmm. And he said it was quite an experience. He, uh, he I would bet had, he had trained really hard up to that until he got to about three or four weeks before the actual event. And then he started having some problems with one of his knees and he had to go in and have an MRI on his knees. So he ended up having to cut back on his training a little bit. So he didn't do as well as he was hoping to do in the trials, but he still finished 121st out of 175 runners, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, not hey. too bad. I don't think you know, no, he was no. happy. He was, he was just as happy about the fact that he made it to that point. He got an invitation to the Olympic trials because he said basically there were like 200 and I think 245, 243 runners, something like that in the event. And he said, realistically, only about a handful of them have a chance of actually making, getting one of the three qualifying spots. Cause they take the top three finishers to go on to the Olympics. Wow. Yeah. But so, Hey, you could say, he, you know, he's, been closer to qualifying for the Olympics than most people have ever been. So he said, I've, I've got the, the bib, my bib number with my name, Williams on it and 2020 Olympic trials. He said, that's going to get framed and end up in my house somewhere. Oh, absolutely. So. Ab- and I remember, I remember talking to him in the summer, he won the, uh, the 5k at the parade, the road right. run. So I, I didn't even realize that he was that prolific of a runner. I kind of felt uh, relatively oblivious walking up to him, you know, after the, after the race. And uh, yeah, he's pretty good. So he is pretty good, pretty, pretty good runner. And so a, a 5k is nothing for him because he told me this morning that uh, at the peak of his running, going up to the trials, he was doing 120 miles a week. Jesus. I barely yeah. drive 20 miles a week, let alone run 120 miles a week. Especially now. Well, right. Yeah, now if I drive 12 miles in a week, that's almost dangerous. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing that's amazing about this guy is he's not only a runner, he's a he's a cross-country and track coach at Northridge. He's a father. He's a husband. Plus, he's a school teacher. Yeah. yeah. He's got a busy day. What does he not do, right? Yeah, that's more, that's more like a better question. What doesn't he do? Right. He was telling me uh, he, the schedule he figured out he was getting up early in the morning and running 10 to 12 miles in the morning before he would go to school. Crazy. Then he'd go to school, teach all day. And then if they had track or cross country practice after that, he would either do his workout, try to do run another five to six miles then, or he would wait till he got home from that and then run the even. So that's, that's a lot of running. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost too much. But hey, well, he, he loves it if he likes, you know, if it's, if you like it, right? You know. Yeah. Keep on putting it, I guess, but yeah, that's just crazy. So, what a 
what a, I'm looking forward to reading your story. Looking forward to hearing more about the conversation you had with him. And uh, yeah, yeah forward to that. So. And another thing we got going on right now is in the absence of no NCAA tournament this year, no March Madness, our publisher, Trisha Johnston, came up with the idea of having a, an NCAA-like bracket of the 64 greatest athletes from the area. Athletes and coaches. Don't athletes forget the coaches. and coaches, yeah. Mm-hmm. Primarily, so, primarily from Elkhart County, uh, Kosciuszko, and part, parts of Kosciuszko, parts of LaGrange County, correct? Yeah, correct. Pretty much our coverage area that we have covered uh, at the Goshen News, whether right. it be current through the years. So, yeah. Basically what we did is I took – I started off with the 50 people that we profiled in our 50 and 50 book that we published a few years ago and added some names to that and then just wrote them all down, had a blind draw and let the chips fall where they may. It feels, it feels poetic in a weird way, Greg, that you and I are doing a blind draw bracket given our uh, stark opinions, different opinions (laughs) on a blind. So uh, you know, it's okay. I, I'm fine with this. I actually am fine with this being a blind draw because how do you see this? You know, there's no, there's you know, no way to do formula. it. Right. You know, be, so. you know, first of all, you'd be comparing a guy that competed in the sixties versus a guy that competed in the eighties and the games are totally different at that point. Or right. you could be uh, matching up a football player against a basketball player or a football player against a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Right. So how could you, you, you know, you couldn't do anything other than a blind draw on this. Right. And uh, I think it's important to note, let people know that um, one caveat of the bracket is that you have to have been five years removed from high school. Uh, right. Graduated. So no Charlie Yoder from Westview will be on the bracket. I'm, I'm sure he would have made it if we didn't have that rule. Uh, I can almost feel mm-hmm. confident that he would have made the bracket probably if we he didn't have that, have. Uh, you know, 2,163 career points, you know, no big deal. Um, yeah. Winning his player in Westview history, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he is not on the bracket. Only players who have been at least five years removed from high school made the bracket. So, right. I like it was important to mention that. So, continue, Greg. So, uh, speaking of the blind draw, it, it led to some very interesting first-round matchups. Mm-hmm. One, one of the ones I particularly noted was number 12, which matches Eric, Eric Barnes against Schaefer Subs. Probably two of the greatest athletes ever to come out of the city of Elkhart. I mean, both yeah. of them had outstanding uh, high school careers, prep careers, and both of them played in the NFL. So mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about it's, and they're matched up in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, one I particularly liked – uh, that caught my eye was the number four matchup here on net Evans versus Amy Zerker. You have, yes. you have two state champions here. Evans softball pitcher for Raider for Northridge uh, in 1988 and Zerker won the state championship for Northwood girls basketball in 1999, you know, two incredible individual athletes with incredible accomplishments and state championships to their names. So right. It's like those are two you would probably expect to see in an Elite Eight, you know, or a Sweet 16 type matchup. And here they are uh, in the first round. I thought that one was kind of caught my eye. It was like, wow, like that's two of the best athletes in our area ever. How do you pick one, you know, to win that? So, as I told you before, Austin, that's the beauty of the blind draw. 
I don't know if it's beautiful, but it's a, it's it's interesting. I'll go with that. I'll give you that one. Uh, Another one that caught my eye was number seven, which probably two of the best athletes ever produced at Goshen High School. You got Rick Meyer, famous football player, uh, all Notre Dame quarterback, professional quarterback, going against Kate McDonald, the Go- uh, Goshen swimmer, who won – Numerous high school events and went on to win some Big Ten championships with the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, and I think I think what will be interesting uh, following the results of this bracket will be how much do you value the high school accomplishments versus maybe the post-high school accomplishments, right? Correct. So guys like Rick Meyer, Sean Kemp probably benefit from having more high-profile post-high school careers, you would think. You know, that right. might be potentially in the final. So, uh, you know, Sean Kemp here is going up against Art Cosgrove, who coached Goshen back high school basketball to sectional titles in 1963 and 69. You know, great coach, great coach at Goshen. Uh, went to the Hall of Famer. Yeah, so, you know, that's a great first-round matchup right there you get with, a, you know, Kemp, an all-time great area player against Cosgrove, one of the best coaches from the area in history. So, yeah, should be a fun matchup there in that first round. So, and then what was the the one lap one that I think we both agreed was maybe the coolest one of them all? Uh, Megan Jackson versus Ken Willems, yes. the uh, runner versus the coach for Northridge for cross country. They that dominant stretch for Northridge in cross country uh, and track in, from the or in the early mid two thousands. You know, maybe the best runner from that era was Jackson and the coach was Willems. So you get a little coach versus almost protege type deal there. Yeah. Uh, in that, like, that's pretty incredible. That's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see the uh, Northridge community battle it out over who's going to advance in that section, that, in that first round matchup. So, yeah. You know, yeah. This is another matchup that, that talks about what, what you said. But it also shows the difference in generations because it's uh, number 21. We got Shauna Zolman, Miss Basketball from Wallace High School. Had the state scoring record at one time until it was broken by uh, – oh, Her name escapes me right now. The girl just graduated. Jackie Young. Jackie Young, yeah. That just graduated from Notre Dame. And she's going up against Diane Stevenson. Now, Shauna Zolman's got a name. Everybody in this area is going to know that, but not as, not as many people are probably going to know Diane Stevenson, especially out of the Concord community, because she was uh, back in the earlier days of girls' sports. But she actually ended up uh, having a great career at Concord, and she actually was the first like, to get a full-ride scholarship to Indiana University. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, think about that. First female yeah. athlete awarded a full scholarship at, a, at IU. Right. So, you know, great player at IU as well. Um, you know, helped IU, coached IU then after that. Coached you know? IU, yes. So that's a really intriguing matchup. I, I really think – I love how this bracket shook out. I really think some of these first-round matchups look really compelling. Um, you got good ones all over the place. I mean, you know, how do you – you know, other people too, like have an advantage of maybe being a player and a coach. I think Nate Andrews is a really interesting – you know, you evaluate him – He's had amazing individual success as an athlete, and now he's coaching Northwood football, you know, right. as well. 
he's going up against Dwayne Hartzler, who basically made soccer cool in Goshen, you know, inducted right. to the Indiana Soccer Hall of Fame. Like, so that's another really interesting matchup. Like, so it, it's really cool. I think the the 32 matchups we got out of this are really cool. And, you know, for the first time ever, the blind draw was actually kind of cool. So. <laughs> another one that, that uh, kind of struck my mind was 30. You got Natalie Will, who was on that 99 Northwood Girls State Championship team. She was also a, a standout softball and, and volleyball player for the Northwood. She's going up against Jamie Heckman, who was also a three-sport standout at Northwood. So there you got a pair of Northwood athletes, different eras, but they're matched up in the first round again. Yeah. So, well, uh, all 32 matchups, obviously, will be up online at the Goshen News website starting Thursday, I believe. Correct, Greg? I think that's what we're planning, yes. Yes. And by the way, this – the, uh, the contest is being sponsored by Battery Tech and Big C Lumber. Yes. So thank you, those, for our lovely sponsors for sponsoring that. Oh, and how could we forget, uh, Andy Williams also made the bracket. So Yes. We talked about him earlier. We, that should have been our segue, you know. Yeah. Really didn't he, make that mean segue into that. He's going up against Tom Kurth, uh, the former Elkhart Central football coach. So Elkhart and Elkhart Central won state titles in 1968 and 1970. So 89 players chosen for all state. Is that good? That is good. Pretty good. So, yes, yeah, so be on the lookout for that coming here in the next uh, day or two at the Goshen News. Should be a very fun bracket. I'm excited to see how fans vote and how the turnout is and should be fun. Yeah, this is another matchup that that uh, struck me kind of funny. You got Steve going against Steve. At number mm-hmm. 24, you got Steve Neff, the uh, Hall of Fame coach from the Northwood girls basketball team, going up against Steve Fisher, who is a, an outstanding athlete in right. He's probably more, more known for his career after high school because of his fast experience. He played on a number of state championship teams in fast mm-hmm. softball and was a, is basically a, a legend in the sport in this area. Yeah, and he won horseshoes at the state or at the county fair without half a thumb this summer. Yes. I mean, if that doesn't say how much of an athlete he is, I don't know what does. So, yeah, should be good. I love all the matchups. I'm looking forward, like I said, I'm looking forward to the voting and seeing uh, who reigns supreme as the greatest coach athlete in our publication's history, basically. Right. So, so. Folks, get out and vote when the contest appears online. It's only going to appear on the website. It's not going to be in the actual print edition of the paper for right now. Right, right. Well, hopefully we can figure out a way to get some form of it in the print, uh, just maybe the bracket updates and things like that. But when we figure that out, we'll let you guys know. So, yeah. If there's yeah. nothing else, Austin, I think that'll wrap up another edition of the Ghost News Pod- Sports Podcast. Yep. Sounds good to me. We'll see you next.